Welcome to Season 3 of Rush of Fear Podcast, where we chat all things Halloween Horror Nights, Universal Orlando's premier scare event. Tonight, for Episode 2, we will continue our HHN history lesson by looking at Halloween Horror Nights 6, Journey into Fear. So now, let the mayhem begin. Hello, everybody. Happy February. Happy Valentine's Day to those who celebrate and happy normal day to all who don't. Um, (laughs) As tomorrow is Valentine's Day as you are listening to this show. Happy February 13th. I myself will be Valentine free. And uh, how about about any of our co-hosts? Maddie, you have a Valentine. I'm I'm the only one. No, it's not. It's just a. It's just okay. a fact. It's, That's all. it's okay. a day. Yeah. Yeah. You hey, both I'm have mar- Valentine's. I'm married, and it's still just a day. So. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I am in a long distance <laughs> relationship, so it is also just a day. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Maddie, you and I can spend Valentine's Day together. Oh my gosh, we can! <laughs> what day of the week is Valentine's Day? Tuesday, I think. Okay. You guys um, should have a little Mardi Gras date. It is, yeah. It's it's on it's tomorrow, of course, Tuesday, and yes. uh, yeah, that works for me. Yeah. Works for me too. <laughs> Let's do it. Hi, I'm, I'm Michelle. Yet. I'm Michelle, by the way, guys. <laughs> I'm, this is <laughs> I'm Kenneth. Maddie, introduce yourself or say hello. Hi, I'm Maddie. Nice Michelle, say hello. 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 To the nice people in their cars or at work or on the treadmill. I don't know. Um, True. And we are here. We're the hosts of Russia Fear. If you don't know <laughs> us, that's what this is. And I'm very, I don't know. I'm very distracted. I got a new guitar in the mail today and I'm very excited about it. Uh, and it's just sitting behind me, just asking to be played. It's taunting you. It is. Yeah. I keep. I keep looking at it back there. It's so it's <laughs> n- very nice. Um, How come you don't play it like intro music, dude? What? Like you should be playing live intro music for us every episode. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of audio. I'm not an audio engineer. Um, I, I am. I merely play the guitar. I would barely call myself a musician when people try to talk like what technical. Ever. No, no. This is what I mean. Like <laughs> I know how to play it, and that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, even People if you don't to, like hook it up to the recorder, like just play it into the microphone. That would be sound so bad. It's a little electric mm-hmm. guitar. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's only a like guitar. Yeah, only acoustic I could play guitars. some acoustic. Maybe next time. Maybe we'll we'll take a we'll put a break in the thing, and I'll grab the acoustic and <laughs> we'll do something. Like uh, some nice elevator music or something. <laughs> That would be nice. Okay, I can play the Halloween theme. Do 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 do. Yeah, Kenneth. Um, pretty cool. Anyway, we are here. Uh, we're back. We do episodes on the thirteenth, and so happy thirteenth, everyone. We are back. Happy season three. Happy twenty twenty three. Uh, we are still very light on information about this year's Halloween Horror Nights, but that's okay because we can look into the past. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So sure Maddie. Can. Hi. What are we doing today? Yeah. Today we're talking about HHN. 
Specifically, HHN. <laughs> Unusual. <laughs> so crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> but on the HHN podcast, we're talking about <clears throat> Hollow Scream, actually. Um, no, but today we're going to be talking about HHN 6 or HHN 1996. Uh, undesignated, <laughs> unsure. We don't know. It was in the past. I was one years old. None of us went to this event this year. Um, but the Crypt Keeper was there, and he had his own house, just like last year, I mm. believe. It's been a while since 1995, since that episode. Uh, but he had a house, and that is cool. Anyways, this year, since we're talking about Mardi Gras, I guess this works out well. This year also had a Mardi Gras-style parade. Uh, it went through the streets. It was very fun, I would assume. Once again, I was not there. Um, it was happening over in Universal Studios Florida for 15 nights from October 11th through November 2nd. I think this is the first one that has gone into November. Wow. Yeah. Maybe? Potentially. Perhaps. I think so. We don't have the Most- dates up for the previous years, so I don't know. I don't remember what happened those other years. I could be a that complete so long liar. Ago. So long. Like <laughs> June or July, I think we were just talking about. So much has happened since June or July, so. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so, yeah. So, October 11th through November 2nd, 15 whole nights uh, held from 7 p.m. to 12 p.m. and a single Actually, night. Actually, 12 a.m. Oh, yeah, 12 a.m. <laughs> they would go into noon, <laughs> noon the next day. I mean, noon. I'm here for it, but I'm assuming that meant a.m. <laughs> I think that that was supposed to be a.m. Yeah. Past me didn't know how to write uh, episode scripts, apparently. 2023, uh, 2023 <laughs> Maddie knows how to spell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she totally does. This script was written by 1996, <laughs> Maddie. She don't know anything. <laughs> she don't know she anything. Oh, it's one year old. I was just a baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Off the rails and we're only six minutes in. Uh, and to finish off my last little bit here, a single night admission ticket would run you about $38 plus tax. Wow. That is how much I put into my gas tank the other day. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see the adjustment for inflation, though. Like... I'm going to do it. I'm going to calculate this. $38 with inflation, 1996 to today. What's the, okay, what, what does that equal? It, I'll be back. You figure, you figure that out while we discuss this Mardi Gras parade. Yes. So they had a Mardi Gras parade during HHN? Yeah, I guess so. I think. Well, I, I it think was I've like Mardi this. Gras, but it wasn't Mardi Gras, you know, Mardi but it Gras was. style. Yes. I'm assuming just like different floats. Let's, while Kenneth is Googling that, I am also going to Google HHN6 Mardi Gras Parade. Actually, just HHN6 Parade. La, 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 la. Images. Let's see. Oh. 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 Hold on. I'm going to look to. This is, yeah. Ooh, I like it. The Death March, the final procession. It's got a little oh. bit of everything. I see some Day of a the Dead. Like, yeah, Day of the Dead stuff. I have the yeah. results. Okay, what are the results, Kenneth? Um, so, so, oh, okay. Something that cost $38 in 1996 today would cost $70.88. So still very inexpensive. Yeah, compared yeah, to, like, yeah, comparatively, like, 
you you know that's like half the price. No, it's not, but it's still like you know seventy oh, bucks is pretty good for yeah. HHN. Some nights that that's half the price. Very good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. All right. Um, these yeah, that parade images, looks kind of cool, dude. Yeah, I'm looking at for some reason the the pictures that are coming up are from WDW News Today. Mm. Um, but there's sketches of each one of these parade floats and they are gorgeous. They, I mean, they look like Mardi Gras parade floats. Like they look like the ones that they change out every year. Um, and they're absolutely beautiful. I'm, I'm going to save them and post them to the Instagram when this episode gets posted so that y'all can, uh, kind of see what we're looking at as you listen. Um, but yeah, it's, it's beautiful. There was a vampire float. There was a, um, medieval parade float. There was, Oh, that's the same picture. A cemetery float, uh, lots of day of the dead style makeup and masks and neon lighting. This is really cool. Hmm. Yeah. Very cool. I think we should have, parade nowadays i do too that would be fun it would be it would and be fun instead it's of beads they can throw out like guts or something i don't know That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> just throwing out meat yes. <laughs> body parts yeah meat is body parts yeah true <laughs> my dad always loves to tell the story of one time we went to some restaurant uh when i was little and like, I think it might've been like an Argentinian restaurant. So a lot of the things are like basically just the name of a part of the animal, you know, like this is head, this is leg, whatever. And he yeah. loves to t- re- remind me of the one time we went to a restaurant and I said, all this restaurant has is body parts. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. Once again, the event contained three whole houses. Woo. What? <laughs> guys, calm down. Slow down, guys. I don't know if I could get through all of them in one yeah. night. Um, <laughs> yes. Crypt Keepers Studio Tour of Terror. Man, Universal's been coming up with these long-ass names for a long time, haven't they? God. <laughs> Crypt Keepers Studio Tour of Terror. And that was in the Jaws queue. The Crypt Keeper is your host through a studio filled with monsters and ghouls alike. Now, I wonder if this was pretty much uh, like creatures from Tales from the Crypt, or is it kind of just general monsters and stuff from movies, you know, or, or TV shows? I hope it was a Tales from the Crypt. I mean, it would make sense for it to be from Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. That would be cool. This is the, that would make this one, one of the well, no, the first IP house was People Under the Stairs, but this is an early mm-hmm. IP tie-in. Uh, if if it is based on the show and it's not just hosted by the Crypt Keeper from the show, through a studio filled with monsters and ghouls alike. That's interesting. Yeah, sounds like we're on the set. Yeah, interesting that they would use this the Jaws cue instead of an actual. Yeah, I was studio. just thinking that. <laughs> when they had actual studios, they could have yeah. used. And then in the sound stages, they built one that's based on uh, like a fishing like <laughs> lodge. That makes great sense. 
All right. Uh, next, we have Toy Hell Nightmare at the Scream Factory. That Ex- name's a little longer for you. Yeah, they all are, dude. <laughs> Don't get it. Explore an abandoned toy factory with an evil secret. The toys are alive and in no mood for company. And this was located at Nazarman's. That sounds kind of cool. I don't think it would be scary, but it sounds kind of cool. Oh, I think it would be very scary. Really? Toys? Yeah, haunted creepy toys. toys. But not like Chucky style haunted toy, like actual like haunted dolls and like, I don't know. I just. Porcelain I, dolls and ventriloquist dummies and that clapping monkey, yeah. like all that kind Ooh. of stuff. Clapping monkeys. <laughs> Icky. They're they're inherently scary for absolutely no reason other than the fact that it is a horror trope, you know? Right. Yeah. See, I love – my favorite horror series are Annabelle and The Conjuring. So I love the whole Those idea are good of haunted ones. objects. Okay. I think that sounds really cool. I mean, yeah, uh, it sounds like it would be fun probably. Yeah. Um, and then – Next, we have Universal's new House of Horrors. It's not the original House <laughs> of Horrors. It's the new House new of Horrors. One. I bet it took them a long time to come up with that title. <laughs> this isn't your grandma's House of Horrors. This is a new <laughs> House of Horrors. Oh. Visit, <laughs> visit this most oh. uncommon wax museum where a lightning strike has had an electrifying effect on two new exhibits. Universal Classic Monsters, and Real Life Horrors. Okay, I have a logistical problem with this. Okay. If lightning struck a wax figure, wouldn't it just melt? Well, it it struck the museum, not the figures. Wouldn't it need to strike the actual figures to make them come to life? (laughs) You're thinking too much into this, Michelle. No, I'm not. This is the kind of thought that needs to go into Halloween Horror Nights, in my opinion, which is why I should be hired. Well, here's the thing. This doesn't say what the electrifying effect was. Maybe they did all just melt. And we're just walking (laughs) through a room full of puddles of wax. (laughs) Mm, I mean, like a wax museum come to life sounds cool, but the lightning strike, I think, is, is also spooky. It's weird. From the website, HalloweenHorrorNights.Fandom.com, it says, Like the previous house, the haunted house was split into two. However, instead of both sides being themed to the Universal Classic Monsters, one side was themed to the Universal Classic Monsters, and the other side was based on real-life horror stories. Although some sources say a few modern monsters were in there, too. So... I wonder what's in there. Yeah. I wonder if it's like those, you know, here it is. Oh, wow. Okay. So much, yeah. So much information on this, on this website here. Uh, I see Lizzie Borden. She is a classic. So guests will travel through the Borden bedroom with mutilated corpses of Lizzie Borden's parents. As the guests left the room, Borden herself would burst out of the closet wielding a bloody axe. A Jack the Ripper room was also featured in the real-life horrors house. In the real-life monster side, there was also allegedly appearances from Freddy, Jason, and Michael Myers. Another room was an Egyptian tomb with two men uncovering a sarcophagus containing a mummy. The classic monster side was reportedly the same as the one from the previous year. One of the final rooms contained a dipping room. 
where guests go to feel what it's like to become a wax statue. Whoa. A Frankenstein room appeared in which Frankenstein could be seen strapped to a table before lurching out at guests. Additionally, there was a scene with a ghost floating up ahead with the lines of curtained windows and a full moon outside. Yeah. Uh, what is listed that? Lizzie Borden, Jack the Ripper, The Mummy, Archaeologist, Frankenstein, Dracula, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Quasimodo, The Phantom, The Wolfman, Freddy Krueger, Jason, and Michael Myers. What was your question? What does it have for the details on the Crypt Keeper's studio tour of terror? Yeah. Does it say? What yes. kinds of creatures are there? Monsters and ghouls? Do, 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 do. Also, while you're looking for that, I think it's interesting... I was wondering what kinds of real life horrors you would be able to include in something like this. But like, I always forget Jack the Ripper was a real person. Um, It seems like that would be super controversial. Yeah. Nowadays, like you would, (laughs) yeah. yeah, Like you wouldn't want to do like Jeffrey Dahmer and like, um, who was the person, uh, the Manson, um, yeah, Charles Manson, like that kind of stuff. Like, those are real life horrors, but like you wouldn't want to include them in something like this. Like that's no, so today insane. that's considered glorifying them. Right. So exactly. It's so crazy how times have changed so much in a fairly short amount of time. When was the yeah. Lizzie Borden like incident? When, when, when did that happen? Ooh, Lizzie Borden. That was, that was I want to, I want to say like the 1800s or early 1900s. Lizzie. Okay. So that's, that's long enough, uh, enough ago. That uh, it's like, August Early. 4th, 1892. Yeah. Okay. Massachusetts. All right. The Crypt Keeper. Let's see. The Haunted House. Um, essentially a tour of a movie studio where the guests were scared by various scare actors dressed as monsters and maniacs. The rat lady allegedly appeared in this house inside of a wall. The psycho shower scene was said to have appeared in the house as well as an electricity room with a worker getting shocked from the story. It can be assumed that many famous horror movie scenes were in this house. There was a room dressed like a castle with a dragon head and a large bone as well as a ghoulish zombie in a cage there were also rooms with jack-o'-lanterns and in the room with kids singing trick-or-treat creepy rat lady she's back i miss the rat lady i wish she would come back again i would love to see her in person i think it would be so cool yeah um and then for our toy factory toy in hell nightmare in the scream factory uh according to the map guests seem to enter this house at the entrance to sting alley across the street from the confrontation ride wow throwback um next to the entrance to the house it was boarded up a boarded up wall with a growing a glowing red light inside um little is known about the contents of this house but a leaked concept page revealed that there was a cobbling room in which the guests would hear a surgeon saw cutting through bones and the screams of a person of the person it was used on. Oh, that was a weird sentence. <laughs> the screams of the person it was used on. There we go. Uh, the room was filled with bloody human and toy parts as well as buzz saws and other similar equipment. A mutilated corpse hung across one wall. And in a corner, a demonic clown was chopping up a hapless victim. 
Sad day. Uh, at this point, a strobe light would blind the guests and a bloody shrieking creature would burst out of the corpse as they moved by. They would see a meat grinder painted as a clown car (laughs) 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 with the remains of another victim coming out of it as they continued to the next room. In one room, a scare actor hid under a pile of toys. The house allegedly had very low lighting. Another room featured a doll that would direct guests before a giant metal robot that would jump out on the left. Old man Nazerman would pop out himself a couple of times near the end as a loud siren noise played creepy uh scare actors listed is killer clown charlie the evil leprechaun baby jane demonic clown demonic clown victim chest buster thing in quotations (laughs) old man nazarman and toy robot Hmm. that's all i got sounds interesting i guess i know not too much on the the toy part right but eh, interesting Yeah. A haunted house is a haunted house. If it gives you a spook and makes you scream, it's a haunted house. Well, we have to put it in context. Back then, they didn't have a whole lot of competition, and this was not as big of a craze as it is now. So I'm sure it was cool Mm -hmm. back then, kind of like (laughs) hammer pants were in the early 90s. Yeah. Not really cool now, but back then. Not the comparison that I was expecting. HHN 96 Hammer Pants. Yes, we we have our show title, people. (laughs) My God, Jack, I love your Hammer Pants. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing it back. Oh, man. Um, We had one scare zone this year. It it was called Midway of the Bazaar, which is the same as what we've had before, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was in Amity. Beware the knife-wielding clowns and horrifying sideshow acts. Try your luck. And nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I am just taking this from what Lee gave me. I I am only as good as the man who gave it to me. What one-year-old Maddie got distracted when she was typing that part. So <laughs> same same scare zone as the previous years where it was basically just just a bunch of random sideshow acts, I'm assuming. Yeah, it says on the website, the 1996 edition of the Midway of the Bazaar was reportedly very similar to the 1995 version. 1995 version, just to remind you, uh, various skeletons appeared in the scare zone. There was a ringmaster and various pitch and kill games. My ring just fell off my finger. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was so it was so spooked by the midway of the bazaar that it said, "Gotta go by." <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much all that it says for here. After going through a few minor changes from 1996 to 1999, uh, oh, that's later on. We're not even going to talk about that yet. That is in 2000. They changed the name. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have on this website. It's the same pictures from before. So yeah, yeah. I'm assuming a lot of the same kind of individual yeah. little stages, different scare actors popping out at you. I see pictures of clowns per use. I have to say I love that somebody at some point decided scare zones were much cooler 
than they'd been given credit for in the beginning because scare zones are part of my favorite thing about current HHN. Yeah. Yeah. It um, seems like back then it was kind of like, okay, the scare zones are whatever. Like right. put all of the attention in the houses and like we'll just put the same people out in the street every year because like that's not what people are here to see, you know? Yeah. Yep. But yeah. now it's just I feel as like important especially for the, for, the houses. Yeah. Yeah. And especially for like, you know, locals or people who come a lot to the event, the scare zones are almost the main thing because the houses get so long, the lines that like it kind of gets exhausting to think about like, oh my gosh, am I going to go wait in the, you know, even like a, you know, 40 minute line feels like forever sometimes, (laughs) but you can just go hang out in a scare zone, get some food, get a drink and just like watch the show, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And they grow and they change. Like you, I mean, kind of you and I know that like we, the scare actors form bonds with other scare actors, storylines get created, friendships get created. It's, it's really, really cool. Um, even if you just go a couple of times, you definitely notice the changes within the scare zones. Scare actors get a lot more comfortable with what they're doing. They get better at it throughout the entire run. Sometimes like costumes change and set pieces change. Sometimes entire show pieces, like in the Zombieland scare zone, that show changed a couple of times. Yeah. Because they were learning as they were doing it. It is it's, – it's really fascinating and I do – I like the fact that scare zones have become such a big thing with our HHN. And you can definitely see that other haunts have kind of gotten a hold of that idea and also really focus on their scare zones because it's, it's what's around you when you're not in line for a house. Like if you want to keep the thrill of a haunt going, the best way to do it is to fill your streets, which is like as much as you possibly can. So I love it. I think it's great. Very true. And I'm excited to see the progression as we keep doing um, these episodes about HHN history to see like when that change actually does occur. Yeah. When do they start Um, putting more care into making storylines and yeah, unique experiences and more immersive experiences rather than just like, here's a bunch of scary people. Yeah. Yeah. Because so far it seems like they, it's pretty much just whoever, whatever talent they can book. That's, they just throw (laughs) them in the street. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. But I'm also interested to see the, the timeline of construction in the parks and how that affected the scare zones for that year. Like, the year that they cut Amity and started construction for Diagon Alley, I mean, that cut out so much space. They lost mm-hmm. a house area. They lost a the huge area. area. Yeah. Right, yeah. So I'll be excited to see like when a lot of that big construction started coming to Universal, how that changed kind of how where things were. HHN. Right, yeah. Yeah. And then for whenever we get over into islands, I'm so excited to talk about that year as well. Oh yeah, absolutely! Mm-hmm. What a yeah. fun year that we. I mean, we could maybe do like a like a commentary watch along of that Travel Channel special, <gasps> The Art of the Scare. Oh my gosh, we totally could. That would be that fun. would be really cool. We could do like oh, a yeah. live stream event if we yeah. can really like play our oh, cards yeah. right. That would be cool. That'd be awesome. Okay, we're going to do that. Wow. Okay, great. Awesome. 
speaking of that Travel Channel show, there were four shows held at the event this year. <laughs> um, of course, the ever-present Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure uh, was once again held on the Wild West stage. Party on with Bill and Ted as they come across the famous and infamous from pop culture of this year. Uh, I'm check. pulling. Yeah, I'm pulling oh, up to see go. who was in it this year. I got you, Kenneth. I'm on the game. On Thank the ball. you. Yeah. Um, and then while we're getting that, the Crypt Keepers Festival of the Dead parade. Crypt Keeper, you know, he was the first HHN icon. He was hosting all this stuff. Uh, a horde of ghouls and monsters in a procession with floats and surprises. This took place along the designated parade route from New York through Production Central and through Hollywood. Okay, and also so that's, that must be that the same parade that they were talking about, the Mardi Gras style parade. Style yeah. Parade, yeah. yeah. Also the parade route used to not be a complete loop. Like it would go, I guess it would start in New York, but it would come through that, like uh, that gate between the mummy and Louis. Oh, uh, it would go from there down make a right and then go down production central down Hollywood and then end in the esoteric gate where it starts now. Like oh. all of the parades at Disney. <laughs> right. Exactly. They're not full loops. They start on one end and end at the other and then meet back up at the original start point backstage. Yeah. Which, uh, the parades now, especially Mardi Gras and, um, holiday parade, they're such a, they like cut off so much of the park when they're happening. It's yeah. like, can I get over there? It's like, no, you can't. You have to wait for this like 25 minute parade to, to finish <laughs> rolling by. The holiday parade just gets longer and longer. I feel like, um, that's it's cool so though. Long. <laughs> it's so long. It's so long and it gets so gappy anyways. Okay. Talking about <laughs> Bill and Ted this year for 1996, Good Lord Almighty, there were a lot of people. Okay, uh, Bill S. Preston, and then in parentheses, Esquire. Yeah. You have Ted Theodore Logan, uh, Mulder, M-U-L-D-E-R. Oh, yeah. From this, from the, uh, the uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Scully. Yep, also from the X-Files. Great. Cigarette Smoking Man. X-Files. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. The Terminator. He's from The Terminator. Great. The Crow. <laughs> the Crow. Okay. Okay. Uh, Snake Pilskin? Pliskin. Oh. Snake Pliskin. I think mm. that's the character from Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. I could be wrong, okay. but I think that's what that is. T-1000. Also Terminator. Yeah. The other Terminator was T-800, and then this one is T-1000. Yeah. Uh, you have Catwoman. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. You have Boba Fett. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh, Will Smith. Okay. Oh, he's from Men in Black. <laughs> mm, I think I've heard of that movie. I think I've seen it once or twice. He's from the Oscars last year. <laughs> oh, Dang. Yeah. Uh, you have James Bond. And Carrie Strug. Okay. Carrie Strug. So it Jim says, 
The show opened with a Mission Impossible-like opening that explains how Bill and Ted and their phone booth were kidnapped and how, because of the time travel element, this case was an X-File. The tape then self-destructs and Mulder and Scully appear on stage. They search for the phone booth and the phone booth appears in a cloud of smoke. Bill and Ted come out along with the cigarette smoking man and his henchmen. They were kidnapped by them on their way to a 70s kiss concert. Uh, Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible drops from the ceiling. The Terminator... Uh, the Terminator, the Crow, and Snake Plissken all appear to help Bill and Ted. Gunfights ensue, and the cigarette-smoking man escapes in the phone booth. Bill and Ted call him back, and he comes back with T-1000, Catwoman, and Boba Fett. <laughs> Will Smith from Independence Day comes and starts rapping. Sean Connery's James Bond saves the day and in the end says, Let's get ready to rock. The song and dance finale begins with the Stray Cat song, Rock This Town, followed by the Olympics theme. Carrie Strug comes out and does her routine and then breaks her leg. The Terminator (laughs) then carries her away. Ethan Hunt comes out in a white dress shirt and underwear singing the song, uh, Old Time of Rock and Roll, the scene from the movie Risky Business. Uh, The cigarette-smoking man has a change of heart and returns the phone booth. Then they play Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss to close the show. Did I just do cocaine? Like, what just happened? That (laughs) sounds amazing. What? I mm, we need that to was, I just saw like my high school freshman year flash before my eyes when you were reading that that was yeah. like <laughs> everything that happened when I was 14. I was like <laughs> oh my god. I want to know we're going to call up Julie Zimmerman and I just want to like Julie, what drugs were you on when How you did, made yeah. these? How did they make that work? But it made me know. miss Bill and Ted's so much because it's so ridiculous. But at the same time, like, it's, it's hilarious. Like, I, I have no words. I miss it. I have no words. The fact I, the amount of money that I would pay, and I was not a Bill and Ted's person. Like my first year going to the event was Bill and Ted's last year. So Mm -hmm. 27 and my sister and I just didn't make time for it. So we didn't go see it. So I obviously don't understand the hype. I don't have the same love for it that so many other people did. So I apologize. But the amount of money I would pay to see T-1000, Catwoman, and Boba Fett all <laughs> step out of a phone booth. Right. It's so ridiculous. That's insane. That's insane. So I, you never saw any Bill and Ted's? No. No, yeah, so I never you definitely don't. You definitely don't get the appreciation for sure. No, but this is so silly. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, so yep. silly. So silly. Um, it was. It was always a good time. Uh, yeah, it's it just. Makes it, you, they, it always made me wonder, like, oh my god, how did they get away with that? Yeah. And that's, I think, why it kind of had to end because it started to get harder and harder to get away with things when the show, when the event got so like high profile. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, the lawyers kept <laughs> trying to yeah. make it. The, the lawyers finally won. Let's just the put lawyers, it that the way. lawyers were ultimately like eventually were just like, guys, we have to stop doing the show. I need to sleep. I need to see my family. Yeah. I have to go home. <laughs> yes. um, you just have no idea, Maddie. It was so bad. 
<laughs> there's a there's a whole thing of quotes from the show on this website. A lot of them are from Mulder and Scully. And you said they're from the X-Files. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched that show, unfortunately. Um, it's fun. And the cigarette smoking man, like that is his title for the show. Oh, really? Yeah. He's always smoking a cigarette. Always. Yeah. Interesting. There's a quote here that says, yeah, and we were the opening act at a kiss concert from Ted. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's all that it says. <laughs> That's great. Um, you know, that's that so sounds, silly. it must've been so fun to write these shows, you know, and try to find ways to like shoehorn all these characters in to a thing that goes together kind of, but also if it doesn't make sense, it's like kind of okay. Cause that's not what we're here to see. Yeah. You know? It we're just, just here doesn't to have, matter. Yeah. I still wish we still had Bill and Ted's after the, Will Smith incident because oh that my for sure would have been in Bill and Ted's and it would have been <laughs> awful, but hilarious at the same time. Bill and Ted to me just kind of seems like a bad SNL skit. Well, and by the end of the show, to be honest, it kind of was a bad SNL skit. Like they would just do characters from SNL. Like oh. they had... <laughs> They had somebody doing, and like, I mean, like this person did a great job, no, no shade or no, like, you know, disrespect meant to any of the performers, but straight mm-hmm. up, they just had someone doing an impression of Melissa McCarthy's impression of Sean Spicer. And I was oh. like, what's the oh, point yeah. of, any, what's the point of this? Like right, yeah. SNL already did this and now you're doing an impression of their impression. Why? Yeah, that's true. You know, like, uh, it, they they just started ripping off SNL stuff, and I was like, okay, this is kind of nearing the end of its uh, of its time. I think. Yeah. Again, everyone was doing great work, but it was kind of <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. Uh, going back to the parade, the parade ran two to three times every night. Reportedly, had five floats, and scare actors threw coins and beads into the crowd. Um, scare actors of note, the Crypt Keeper, the Chainsaw Drill Team, Big Head Skeleton <gasps> Stiltwalker. Hold on. The hmm. idea of the Chainsaw Drill Team being part of a parade is so perfect. Mm-hmm. I love that. Kind of like the Grave Diggers for the Halloween parade yes, at yes. Magic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very How cool. How fun. And then the Lord of Darkness. Oh, the parade opened with the Chainsaw Drill Team, Kenneth. Uh, Stillwalker scare actors were in between each float. One of them was a bare-chested man with a minotaur head and legs. Very interesting. Another Hmm. one was the Lord of Darkness. One float had a woman tied down as a sacrifice. Another one had giant snake heads, fire blasted from the rooftops. There was a vampire float followed by a skeleton stilt walker, a voodoo float. Um, There was a float that was inspired by the Hellraiser movie. That's interesting. Hmm. The Crypt Keeper was the Grand Marshal of the parade, and he was on the final float. He sat in his director's chair with a big (laughs) microphone. Nice. That's really fun. Yeah. I would travel in time to go back and see it. 100%. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I I, I tried to find the video that you were talking about and I couldn't find it. So definitely send it my way and we'll share it. We'll share it so the listeners can see it too. Yeah. What's next? 
Next up, we got Tricks, Treats, and Trances. This was held on the Animal Actors stage. Uh, it says, come be a part of the hysterical fun with our Halloween hypnotist who will mm. dabble with the deepest recesses of your subconscious. I loved when they used to have stuff like this at HHN, magic shows or hypnotists yes. or mentalists. Like that, that was kind of going away at the point where I started going. So I saw some of these kinds of shows and, you know, we'll get there when we get there. But I miss mm -hmm. this kind of thing and I would love to see this sort of thing come back. Yeah. I would too. All that it says is there were four shows per night hosted by Cindy Lan, who combined traditional magic with hypnotism. According to an old list of attractions for HHN 6, the original show was going to be The Price is Fright, but it was replaced last minute for an unknown reason. I still want The Price is Fright so bad. <laughs> um, what I was going to say is like magicians and things like this are also the perfect thing to put in the animal actor stage because they don't necessarily need a lot of like set, you right. know, like yep. what they're doing is, is not really, uh, you don't have to put a lot of budget into the set for it and changing right. the stage. They can do a magic show on the animal actor stage and it's fine, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, and then that way they can still do animal actors during the day. Maybe one day. Maybe. One day we'll get it back. It would be a good people eater yeah, to have another mm -hmm. show. It's a big stadium. We always say it. And yeah. who's to say what's going to happen this year? I wonder if they're going to bring Nightmare Fuel back to uh, Oh, true. To that stage. I oh, don't to know. The, wait, to what stage? To Animal Actors? No, 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 no. <laughs> to, the, to Fear Factor. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, oh, and finally, we've got Welcome to My Nightmare. It says, rock out in Hollywood to a command performance. Watch as rock celebrities rock their heart out or get hung out to dry, literally. What does that mean? Um, <laughs> all that it says, the show was a rock and roll concert featuring rock and roll cover bands such as Alice Cooper, Kiss, and Black Sabbath. Uh, it was hosted by the devil and, <laughs> okay. and included sacrificial public executions. Nice. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's all that there is though. You that know, is literally it. You this needs know to be Pangolin's next Halloween theme. <laughs> Welcome to my yes. nightmare. Welcome to my nightmare is already Alice Cooper's thing. We can't do that. That's the name of one of his albums. Inspired oh. by. And he had a, a haunted house at Horror Nights. Called that. He did. Um, that is true. So we cannot do that, but we could have the devil host <laughs> one of our shows. And sacrifice audience members? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll volunteer for that job. <laughs> sacrifice. 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 Um, I would love to see something like Guar at Horror Nights. Do you know about Guar? No. What no. is that? Oh, I don't know enough about it to really... Uh -oh describe it it is a band very art uh like performance art kind of band mm. they're wearing really elaborate costumes they're like not even supposedly like the character story of the band is that they're like aliens or something um oh. there's a lot of uh like sacrifices on stage during their shows they spray a lot of like 
red water mm. out into the audience as blood. Ooh, and like pe- the people in the front of the crowd at Guar shows get soaked. And it's like a <laughs> thing to go wearing white so yes. that you can see how wet and like gross you red got you when you're it. leaving. I would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> But it feels like something that could be at HHN, but it'd have to be in the right place. You know, like you couldn't do that. It would have to be like at the Music Plaza stage or that Hollywood stage, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, other things have been at the Mel's stage and I know Kenneth, it would be a dream for you guys to do a Pangolin show there for HHN. And I just, yeah, I just wish that they would use that space because that middle area is so dead. It is. It's yeah. such a dead zone. And it's tricky now with the Lagoon show because I think that's the thing is they can't really put that stage there because it would get in the way of the entrance for the Lagoon show. Yeah. Um, but really though, because there's not really like any kind of bottlenecking going on for the Lagoon show for Central Park. If it was where the... I think this the stage you're talking about, Kenneth, is the one for HHN 27 where Academy of Villains performed. Yeah, and where the Carnival of Carnage was, yeah, where but what if they Rock the Universe it goes. To like, you remember during COVID when the the mystery gang would come out and stand on that little tiered stage where the cars are at Mel's? Yeah, they move the cars away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what if they move the cars away and just make a little, like, not a huge stage, but just like a little stage there and just have something okay. going on every so often. Because that little, it's like a little car park, right, where the merchandise carts are. Nothing yeah. ever happens there. I know last year they had, like, the roaming chainsaws in the street over there for a little bit. But other than that, that area is just such a dead space, like right in front of the horror makeup show. Yeah, that's true. I could see them doing, like, okay, so that at Rock the Universe, they have a little, like, Coca-Cola stage in New York, and yeah. it's, like, pretty small. They could put a stage like that mm-hmm. there, maybe, mm-hmm. and uh, do something. Do something. I don't know. It would add just something else. I have some ideas. That whole see. corner in there is just, <laughs> like, nothing is going on back in there at all. Yeah. I mean, hold on, but you're talking about like the area between the Hollywood scare zone and the Central Park scare zone and the Lagoon show. There doesn't need to be something packed into every inch of this, <laughs> of the yes, event. Yes, but there could be. <laughs> Pack it. Um, so one of the, the very first year that I went, which was 25, yeah, um, we ate our dinner at Mel's. And there were scare actors coming up to the windows while we were eating and scaring Mm. people. And it was fabulous. So there was like a roaming horde of scare actors in that area. And it really made a big difference in, um, in just the environment. So it didn't feel like a pun, not intended dead zone. Um, (laughs) Pun right. definitely intended. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. It, does, it doesn't have to be a whole orchestration, but that is definitely an area that you could put something and it doesn't have to be a lot. You could put Pangle in there. We're just trying to help you out, Kenneth. We'll, I'll go anywhere they'll let us right. go. You know, <laughs> we'll play in the Hello Kitty store if they want us to. I mean, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. They could put you up on the balcony above Fallon. That'd be cool, too. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, my See, gosh. 
gosh. You can't say, I mean, I'll even go in the coolest place ever. Like, I don't care. You know? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Can you imagine having a crowd of people down below you? That'd be sweet. Y'all that could would just be play, so scary. Like, we, we, we're up there like the Beatles on the roof. Yes. <laughs> Y'all could just do Music Plaza and do an ongoing concert for everyone standing in line for whatever house that is. That's yes. my biggest thing is like I wish that they could find somewhere else to put the cues so that they could use the Music Plaza for something during yeah. the event. It would be fun. But An that HHN so concert series. Ah! <sighs> yeah. Yes. Like, okay, does actually, does the, does that website you're looking at, does it say where this Welcome to My Nightmare show was? It said Mel's in front of Mel's. Okay. So maybe it was either that Hollywood stage, like where Carnival was, or maybe it was on that little stage, like you're talking about, that's like right in that little Mel's parking lot. Yeah. Um, let me... I just closed it out. There were only a couple of photos. Um, it looks like, oh, it actually does look like it was the big stage, like Academy of Villains used. Yeah. But I know that there was something a couple years, because this has really big set pieces. I don't remember if it was 95 or 94, but there was a small concert that happened. It was like a rock concert. And it was on the stage in front of Mel's Diner, but like where the cars were parked. Yeah. Because I could see the restaurant in the background of the photos. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that, I think that was the one from 95 with the, um, oh, there was some cover band, the Lizzie, no wait, the Lizzie Borden band is a real band, right? I think we found out that they were a real band, yeah. But yeah, I think there that was is, some band that we were looking at. Yeah, I think that's who it was. I, I do love that they were hosted by the devil, though. That is very funny. Yeah, that's ve- that's very silly. Um, I just keep thinking of that TikTok audio where it's like, I'm the devil from the Bible. <laughs> 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 I don't know why, but that's just where my head goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, HHN, HHN 6, 1996. That's, that's it. it. It's growing a little bit, bit by bit. bit and by I have bit. a feeling they're going to do it again the next year. What? Yeah. That's insane. Growth. If I was going to go out on a limb. We shall see. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Stay tuned. Keep coming back for more. That's a cliffhanger on the end of this episode. (laughs) Will it come back? I don't know. (laughs) Will they do HHN in 1997? (laughs) You could definitely do your own research. However, I know that we're more entertaining than just reading things on Google. So, Uh, (laughs) stay tuned. Oh my God. Anyways, yeah. uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you to HHN Legacy and HorrorNights.Fandom.com for all of our lovely information that we definitely researched ahead of time and didn't just look it up while we were uh, also talking about the episode. Um, thank you for that. And thank you to you all, the audience, for listening every single month. We really do appreciate it. And we will eventually, in a couple months, see you soon in the fog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Until next month, for more content, be sure to check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rush of fear and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at rush of fear pod. Yeah, yeah. For more general Universal Orlando Resort news, check out our friends 
and UOP network hosts over at the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast, wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, for all your travel needs, especially HHN, reach out to me, your sponsor, Port Key Vacations. You can find my website at portkeyvacations.com. Just click on the port key and submit your no obligation quote request to begin planning your next magical vacation. And also be sure to check out Kenneth's band, Pangolin, which we plugged a lot in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Everywhere you listen to music online and follow them on social media at PangolinFL. And follow the UUOP on TikTok at UUOPod, where you'll find Maddie creating weird, wacky videos ever so often. Uh Yeah. And that's UUOPod, not WUOPod, right? U. U-O-Pod. Yeah. Two U's, not one W. It's confusing. Anyway, thanks (laughs) for listening, everyone. The podcast has come to an end. Now, get out. Feet don't fail me now. Now, before you stop recording, do you want me to grab my acoustic and play a little Halloween? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I have to take my headphones (laughs) off. I'll be right back. That sounds good. Okay, hold on. We can maybe do this real fancy. We are hmm. being serenaded. I know. I'm kind of <laughs> loving it. I love acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. This is all improvised, guys. (laughs) Anyway, okay. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I love it. I'm stopping the recording now.